This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Visit Hellsberg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns, virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in-store. And right now, get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in-store for details. the catnips podcast it is your um southern exchange cat lady lexi coming to you live from the trap who am i talking to tonight hey y'all this is still quarantine cunt kitten sid right here on the other side of the u.s right on Ah, coming to you live, y'all. We are still in the middle of a fucking quarantine, like, but I need you guys to stay focused. So, you know, every episode we have, um, like a word of the day and this time our F word is for focus, saying like keeping your mental strong for what we're dealing with right now because it's not over, but we're close. So how are you doing, Sid? Yes, Lexi is right. Well, okay, I'm having to refocus. I'm having to get back in line um, because I don't even know what what this is. Like, this is two months, right? We're almost at two months. I, I guess two months would be like May 10th, yeah, um, May 13th. But yeah, so I'm just having to refocus and restructure my environment and see what's working and what's not working and um, changing my environment potentially. So I'm doing well. Just trying to balance it all. Yeah. I'm doing good too. I'm just like, I'm, this year was about me not playing small. So I'm pushing myself to like learn and do and experience more things this year. And this space is giving me like the awesome like launch pad to do a lot of things. So I'm just kind of like mentally preparing for all of those things. And just like, you know, I'm standing at the edge of the diving board, you know, kind of like looking down, getting ready for like, you know, a bomb ass finish or whatever. So it's a scary but dope feeling. Right. I mean, we are transitioning. Yes. And I like, I was asking Lexi earlier, I was just telling her like, I think I've been eating a lot or maybe I haven't been because sometimes I feel like I eat a lot and I'm not. And then Lexi was like, well, you know what? How much do we eat in a fucking pandemic? There are no rules to it. Yeah. Like this is- Be writing them as we go. Exactly. And, but like, this is giving us a weird opportunity to create balance for those of us who've had access to food, like, I don't want it to just seem like everybody just is, you know, we just learning how to make, you know, spaghetti sauce and chilling and shit. But like, you know, if you've had access like to some kind of normalcy, especially with your diet, like this is a perfect time to reset it. But this is also the same time to like offer yourself grace if you started eating more or even like drinking more or you found more comfort in your diet and things like that. Or if you've like really tried to like, neutral burst your way through this bitch you know like everybody had a different plan for how they want to manage themselves right now so that's your plan that's what works you know boom that's it you know it's a day by day thing day by day for sure and I feel like when I look at it day by day it's more realistic for me to accomplish small goals Mm mm-hmm but I think like this is the perfect time to test out that energy because can we do that every day? Like 
do we really need like the world to stop on a dime for us to like learn how to really accomplish small goals like don't take this for granted this is a good time to like really create new habits and like really like reset you know and honor the things that you said you wanted to do like so yeah try out new things but don't be pressured of course um and i think the rona is also making us realize again like what's important and like what is actually essential like what we do need to get by and what we don't need to go by and it really does put into check like okay well we need to stop by the grocery store and get x y and z and oh like i don't need this right now i maybe can hold off on getting an extension cord or like a table or more artwork or like whatever the fuck but it is highlighting what we do need and what we can kind of wait and hang out by the side yeah it's definitely shifting priorities and it's like like is raising like all of our impurities to the surface so like all of the things you've been putting off like all of the things you haven't been paying attention to. I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it when I have time. Like, nigga, we ain't had nothing but time for months. For not, you know, we ain't had nothing but time for months now. So it's like, it's perfect time to try out new shit, you know? So, like, take advantage. Make, be, you know, be intentional with how you operating right now, especially with yourself, you know? Because we're resetting the rules. Like, the last time we had, like, a... A depression we didn't have paypal we didn't have like online shopping the way we did we didn't have zoom for work we didn't have any of the opportunities that we have or the resources that we have so it's like all right cool what can i do to improve my life and create more balance for myself moving forward period and you know what this is actually a good time for us to do a rona check-in mm. okay so what i want to check in with the rona is about the media like the dialogue with the media is so intense that it's like that's more paralyzing than anything you know what I mean like right it's so much information it's so much misinformation it's so many contradictory statements we got a president that talks the biggest shit on tinder I mean on uh, twitter like it's just a roller coaster right now so it's like this would be a perfect time to give yourself a little mini social media detox if you need it. Like, and learn how to disconnect for a little time. Like, you don't have to check in the Rona stats every single day. Like, you don't. Like, every article, check your, like, check your, the publications. Like, make sure it ain't, like, the, the gossip blogs that's reporting information. Like, check your sources. Make sure shit is accurate. Like, that makes a total fucking difference in what you're reading, what you're absorbing. And then, like, yeah, get, like, I like that Facebook has, like, and Instagram, whatever, they all have timers where you can, like, really sit back and be like, okay, cool. All right, you've been on this motherfucker enough. Like, Instagram would be like, all right, that's all for now. Like, bitch, you seen the rest of this stuff? You know, so we could definitely, like, right start implementing limits and boundaries you know because we're staying connected yes but we're also overly plugged in like and definitely underexposed to like sunlight right now and like social interaction so it's like I don't want it to be something that sucks your mind in you know like go get some fresh air I miss the sun I mean I did take a little block a little walk around the block the other day um with my mask on but I feel like I'm so pale and I would love to see some sunlight sunlight on me like for real for real I miss it I miss the vitamin D just no I'm not talking about dick I'm actually talking about vitamin D from the sun um <laughs> it's a treasure I miss it treasure call me text me <laughs> sun <laughs> I don't but know yeah. if she's talking about dick or not um no <laughs> call me hit me up still the sun still the sun. no that right you know that has like take good walks I did like a good little five mile walk the other day 
just to like see like how long I could be outside. And I realized I've been in Atlanta for like what seven years, seven and a half years, really. Mm. I had never walked down the street I lived on. It was really good. It was a great walk. Sure. Yes, I was on Adderall, Sydney. You don't have to shout me out. But, you know, I wanted to see, you know, where my body wanted to go. And me and my good old friend, Addie, we decided to, you know, walk until we, like, found our Forrest Gump lemon. We was like, all right, you know, (laughs) turn around and go home now. (laughs) We're all done, Governor. Too, but like you're right this is a great time to explore the things that you know we didn't realize we appreciate it and like taking a cute little walk around and seeing like what your environment is um it is really nice like you see the sun the trees right the stars the moon <laughs> you know <laughs> all the beautiful things around us that we like kind of low-key forgot was there but this is not the same as parking lot pimping in front of strokers like with the bike club on Saturday night, this is taking a safe, leisurely stroll down the street. We not telling y'all to line up outside Greenbrier Mall for some jade. No. You know, we're, what we're saying is learn like how to adjust to the community, but don't be the dummy that's like going to the store to get the new jades and the Rona. Cause like, that's exactly what the fuck happened. So. Like, be smart. Like, be smart about it. You know, be cautious. Think your way through it. You know, think about how many people you're going to come in contact with and try to minimize that as much as you possibly can. Because essentially it's unavoidable because we've been going back and forth to the grocery store. But at the same breath, like, think about sweating and drinking and alcohol and, like, just chilling in the cesspool of, like, other people's, like, bodily fluids. Like, you know, we just got to think right now. We gotta. We just gotta thank him. Always be sure that we're making ourselves, keeping ourselves safe, community safe for other people. So, I totally agree. Um, <laughs> it's a good time to clean out shit, get rid of stuff that you don't need. I need to look into see what shelters are taking stuff because I feel like they stopped taking items due to the corona, but maybe they started doing maybe they started taking them again mm-hmm. I don't know but I got stuff to get rid of that's a good thought like that's a good way to support your community as you're Marie Kondo in your physical space like you can definitely find a local charity to support you know cause like for some people this experience has been much more traumatic than we think it is this is much more for some people than just like at the house staring at their partner like not able to go to festivals and shit like this is much bigger than that so it's like for some people so if you can find ways to give like prioritize that this is a great time create some new karma for yourself so speaking of Marie Kondo I don't know if you know this Lexi but there's like a whole field of Beckys and Karens who really don't like Marie Kondo (laughs) why um Honestly, like what what I have seen, like is at least one article at least once every two weeks, and it's about this white woman saying like why Marie Kondo is wrong and why does Marie Kondo <laughs> want us to get rid of our stuff and like who does Marie Kondo think she is? And I don't, I I came across a tweet and it said um, if Marie Kondo was white, the white women would probably receive her better, which is probably true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see what the issue was. Like, I guess, like, you know, people have a real attachment to their stuff. Like, there's that big, you know, that hoarder show was a big thing. So I, I think that's kind of what it's seeded in. What do you think? I mean, that sounds like a classic case of when a hit dog hollers because like, you know, like, and cognitive dissonance is a motherfucker. Like, you never know how people like feel about their stuff and their possessions and the idea that, you know, something I'm so attached to, especially if that's like their love language, like gifts and shit, material possessions is their love language. Imagine somebody coming telling you, throw your shit away because it doesn't give you enough joy. Bitch, fuck you. This shit costs $65,000. You better suck a dick. I, I understand that energy is, it naturally came out of my spirit. So, 
I see how that shit can happen, but I also see where it's like, all right, you know, you probably could, you probably could throw away something, you know. Well, so I did. I have watched a few episodes of Marie Kondo, and she's not saying just throw all your stuff away. Just the things that like you know that maybe you haven't looked at in the past few years or maybe you've never worn the dress in the past year time of year you know like just not serving you but I do get it because even like when I was going through my stuff I was like you know what this like this shirt does have sentimental value and then I have to like really think about why like oh well I got this at a free event at Armstrong or I was with my homies when I got this so I was but I was like you know what I have the memories I don't need the I don't need the cotton t-shirt. <laughs> right? That was the whole thing. But like, and I, but, but this is the thing, like, and I think I'm really screwed since I went to like business school. Cause it's like, when you realize that like clothes and most material possessions do not accumulate or equal wealth, like it's a sunken cost. Once you spend $800 on the East Saint Laurent jacket, the $800 is gone. The jacket does not equal $800 no more. Once you have right. that conversation with yourself, the value of material possession shifts 100%. Because you realize that because you went to Macy's and bought the Ralph Lauren shirt, that you paid for like hella motherfucking yachts you ain't gonna get to ride on. Like you chipped in on motherfuckers' electricity bill. Like all shit you not gonna benefit from. You gonna be like, nah, bitch, I'm going to CJ Maxx. Fuck y'all. You know what I mean? Like, unless, and then if you really bought your shit, you gonna be like, hmm. I probably could find a distributor that get this and I could order $200 worth of clothes that I would have spent on one outfit anyway and retail that shit, sell it and flip, get $600 off of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this mm-hmm. shit should inspire you to create more substantial and like generational wealth for yourself as opposed to providing just possessions to other people to take up space. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause the more shit you gotta account for, and hold on and store in these houses and shit, the last time you got to be in the house with that motherfucker. Like, this is the first time some of these people looked at their closets because they've been working 80 hours a week for the last 20 years. Like, take this as an opportunity to really reset, like, and and settle with the fact that that shit might really fuck with you for a minute. Like, yeah, I really, I got $900 worth of Gucci belts in hand. It ain't nothing I could do with it. Can't nobody see these Gucci belts right now, except for Instagram. And you know, like the that Karen, that Becky, like it is, it's a force. It's a force. Like God forbid that they are like at at all inconvenient. In in the slightest, in the slightest. I mean, and I, you know, everybody grow up in different environments. So the impact in me is like, you know. The 13% Becky and me sees the 90% Becky and you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I get that shit. I love that line. That you- <laughs> I love you can apply it. Huh? Like to use that in yoga, which is so cool. You use it in yoga. And I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. But no, like, yeah, it's... We are... <laughs> Wait, what was the ratio that said one to three Karens is a complaint? And four to six Karens is a privilege. Or is it the other way around? No, that sounds like a privilege. It sounds like that's right. That sounds like that's right. I mean, but Sydney, I'm going to be honest with you. If we were white women, wouldn't we be doing the same thing? Girl, listen, if I was a man, my dick would be out all the time. If I was a white person, I would be thrusting that upon people. I would wear blue contacts and dye my, my medium brown hair blonde, like platinum blonde and act like I'm Russian. I would be... So unnecessarily superior. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm not... so happy you're here today with us as a black woman. <laughs> uh, you know what? I feel like I ended. Okay, so all right. So I was Harriet Tubman, which I I think I did a really good job at. But between being Harriet Tubman and being myself, I think I was a really trashy white man. And. I'm trying to reconcile that, but the more I tap into it, I realize how much I like it. So I'm going to have to spend a little while with that. I see. Well, you know what? We did do our bonus check in <laughs> with everyone. Um, we should check in with the Tomcats and the kids. Ooh. Because I wonder where they at with this whole Rona thing. I mean, What's your Rona roster looking like? Well, so 
a listener actually prompted this. Okay. And sent us in a listener letter. We love your listener letters. We love how much y'all fuck with us and how you confide in us. Because, you know, we it's a community, baby. Um, And shout out to the nippers. Y'all are just as outrageous, outrageous, if not more. So happy you can keep up with us. We can keep up with you. It's a cycle. I love it. That's the community. So anyways, um, one of our nippers wrote in letting us know that they had to readjust their rotor roster. And nothing was wrong, but the listener had been listening to our shows since we've been, you know, locked down this season and had just been constantly reevaluating what they needed. And they realized that one of their Rona roster hoes, Rose, hoes, um, was no longer sufficient. There was no need to progress with said hoe. Um, and apparently they weren't like, they weren't like sneaking out to get no dick. It wasn't Hovid, that's the thing too. It wasn't Hovid 19, but you know, they had just been like keeping each other company. I guess two texts a day, some FaceTime, you know, nothing too deep. Um, but something in our listener's spirit just felt like super turned off. And they went with that. So good for you. And may your Rona roster continue to flourish because once you make space for something that doesn't serve you, we all know that opens up a door for an additional Rona Rose Mm. you know and this is the thing like the deck is reshuffling by nature anyway so you gotta ride the wave like what was good for the Rona may not be good for real life so like now is the time Mm. to look at your deck okay cool like I got this motherfucker right here this person eats pussy real good he got the good Amazon Prime like you know evaluate the people you have in your roster and how this will benefit you moving on you know what I'm saying this is the time to consider who got unemployment insurance right now who got a steady check you know this is the time to evaluate who improved their cooking skills and worked out this is a good time to you know check to see who was able to maintain a good mental space and like good schedule and like who you know who learned something who was reading my fucking books you know and to see who sat right. there and wasted their motherfucking time so like as we you know start rotating out this don't mean the whole world is opening back up again outside ain't quite open but like start rotating like who you gonna ghost and who you not you know What's good for the Rona ain't always good for real life. Right now we're operating in like the survivor's world, right? Like we in survivor motherfucking mm-hmm. mode. It's some shit that you need for the real world when we get when shit open back up and you know, we can go back outside past nine PM. You may not mm-hmm. want need that survival type mode thinking anymore. You know, you may have some PTSD, hopefully not, but you're not gonna there's some things you may not need all the way so it's good that you realize them early cut that dead weight off earlier like our listener did shout out to you because um you she was tuned the fuck in with with the needs she was like yo i need xyz and i don't need xyz so shout out to you yeah and it takes time everything is a learning experience you gotta find your new balance with all of this so this is the time to make have a real honest conversation with yourself and see what works for your real life you know because we're going back to work mm-hmm. soon and it's not just going to be this carefree oh that was fun that was a wild ride you know we still going to have a time adjusting to this financially and like you know catching up with yeah. bills and life and work and like social integrating again like you know what happens next because we still don't know but like it's a really, really, really good time to get grounded with yourself and figure out what you need. <clears throat> True. So, okay, let me ask you. Oh. I have a question. Go ahead. Have a nigga ever sent you a dick pic that wasn't his dick? You know what? I always thought it was his dick, but now you got me skeptical. I... Like, you seen a dick pic and you was like, do you ever put it in a Google image search and check it? 
No, bitch. I've never done that. I have done that before. (laughs) 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 And it wasn't his dick. And I knew what his dick looked like. I knew that wasn't his dick. So I was like, whose dick is this? How did this penis make it to your phone and then to my phone? What is the exchange on that? Do you have more of these dick pics? So, ladies, I encourage you, little friendly neighborhood tip, check to make sure um, that that dick matches him. So, I suggest, you know, the good old spoon trick. You put a spoon in the picture. Like, you know, you want to send me a dick pic? Okay, hold up your dick. You know, let me see the meat, but you got to get like a silver spoon. And that way you can kind of gauge inches too. Because if that, <laughs> unless he got like, you know, a ladle, you know, let's make sure everything is appropriate mm. size, you know. Let's be realistic, sir. Some of y'all niggas need teaspoons. Um, yeah. And you know what? Niggas be lying. So I would not be surprised. Um, I would not be surprised. The research has come in. Yes, niggas do, in fact, be lying about everything. So, this is also a great time to be up front, ladies. (laughs) For real. For real, for real. Because, like, what what are you going to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if if he can't hold you down with a motherfucking pandemic, like, we can move on without him. That's real. And like, it's okay. Some things were just a part of an experience. This is an excellent opportunity to dive into non-attachment because you can't just stick yourself to everything. The first thing that comes to you, you can't be glue, baby. You know? But in the same breath, True. you know, you gotta like, enjoy your experience, evaluate what you wanna do next, moving forward as you readjust and create new balance, and then figure out how you gonna mm-hmm. pop that shit off. And if you want to pop your pussy for somebody else, sis, bruh, pop your pussy for someone else. It's a Rona. Bitch, like, people die from this. We got to repopulate the earth. That means we got to start fucking. So, so, you know, get to fucking safely. This is a sign to start fucking. Yes. <laughs> you said he was looking for a sign. This is the sign to start fucking. This is a sign. This is the sun. Bust it open. I feel like I see like fireworks. I'm gonna be on like a, a loudspeaker. This is the sun. Bust it open. Bust it open for a real nigga. If I pop this pussy, repopulate America. <laughs> You're gonna be the new baby boomers. Yes. So yes. So I mean, just wrapping up this segment. Um, don't trust these niggas. Was that it again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, we've gotten data proof. Yes, do not trust these niggas. But learn how to trust yourself. Like, trust yourself exactly where you are right now in your life, in this space. That's it. You ain't got to trust every conversation you've had up to this. You ain't got to trust that you're going to make all the best decisions in the future. Trust yourself right now. Start working on learning how to trust yourself. And if you feel like you're not honoring yourself 100%, trust that and respond to it effectively. Like... Learn how to take care of yourself. If this shit ain't teach you that, like, all right, bruh, like, should we write a book? You know, I really just want to make a okay. book. But, like, for real, like, learn how to trust yourself and do what works best for your survival right now. Take care of yourself. Period. And bust that pussy open like you Oh, We got to get into insecure. Yeah. So, so what do you think of insecure last night? <sighs> the tension between Molly and Issa is mounting, and I feel like is petty, and I feel like I've seen it before in real life. No shade, no drama, but that kind mm. of space where it's like you are naturally growing apart from somebody because you aren't able to show them who you are at this point in your life. And because they're attached to the depth or the nostalgia of the friendship, like you're not able to really see new shit for what it is. People gotta learn how to see themselves too. Cause sometimes we be the whack friends. I think Issa, mm-hmm. I think Issa has kind of always been like 
codependent. Like with her and Daniel, kind of her and Molly, her and Lawrence, like she comfortable with codependent relationships where it's like, yeah, I'm giving, I'm taking care of my part of it as it concerns me, but it's like, um, <clears throat> I'm still kind of wishy-washy. But I also feel like Molly is mad, messy, and just, I see where she's trying to move on from it and correct it, but I feel like you're not in a position to be judgmental against somebody else and victimize yourself. Like, this is an opportunity to empower yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of the things that she's so busy and frustrated about are things that she wanted. So instead of, like, needing a friend to complain to, she needs to get still with herself. She was saying she hadn't been doing yoga. Like, you know, I picked up on that immediately. Oh, bitch, you ain't been doing yoga. That's the motherfucking problem. You ain't talking to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Bitch, get back to the mat. But, like, for real, for real, make space to take care of yourself because that's really what's going to affect the rest of your relationships. Like, and needing that kind of external validation, I think Molly craves it from the wrong people. Like, I don't know why you feel like you crave mm-hmm. external validation from your friend who's trying to get her shit off the ground. Like, that's that's selfish to need her to prioritize that, despite the nostalgia and the, and the depth of your relationship. Mm-hmm. I think Lawrence is whack. I want to see Mira Daniel and somebody block Nathan. Boom, Sydney, your turn. <laughs> somebody blog Nathan like that whole future text I mean that future message lol so okay I think um, I think Molly should have been honest and in that moment like when Issa asked hey can you like put me on with someone at Lab Nation cause Molly's boo works at Lab Nation she like could have been honest there or just said like when she called her back like hey I'm not in the space right now we not in the space where I feel comfortable asking him that you know we still blah blah blue whatever that's um, what I gotta be I'm over Lawrence shoot Lawrence yeah. you know what I'm saying like okay so that's the part I really got beef with because like as an entrepreneur I know how crazy my life can be and it's gonna be times where I'm like the most available, fun, dope, fun friend. And then it's gonna be times where I'm like, I ain't slept in 10 months, like working really fucking hard. Like, yo, just get what the, I need eight words. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you're gonna be friends and in relationships and in connections with an entrepreneur, you have to understand the emotional wave attached to the economy because that's the success of their business. So, <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Your role in terms of being supportive to that friendship means, like, sometimes you got to put aside the fact that, like, yeah, we beefing, but I know she really needs this, too. I, I, honestly, I feel like I'm over Molly and Issa. I feel like... I, I feel like they haven't really been cool, cool, and, like, but like season two I feel like it's been a minute okay since I really truly believe you know cause like I will always see some shade with them and it was like you know Kiki but they also like you could also see that one of them felt a certain type of way yeah so they should they should just have that they should have that conversation and I know it's hard cause like you know we talked about the nostalgia and all that but like 
And then like we see them checking with that with other people. So like Issa checks in with Kelly and then Molly checks in with Tiffany, like, oh, has you know, did so and so say something? Did so and so say something? Like Yeah, that was weird too. So yeah. let me be very fucking clear. Hey. That was fucking Issa's parking spot. Let me just I need to get that off my fucking chest. That was Issa. Fight me if you want to. That was our parking spot. But I just feel like they need to have that. And it's hard having that conversation with your friend where you're basically telling them, I don't like you right now. That's a hard <laughs> hey, you're conversation. An ass, you've been an ass. You know what I'm saying? That's a hard conversation to have, especially when you know deep down, like, y'all been saving each other from yourselves from a long time, you know? But it's like, and that's the thing, right. when you and your friends is so messy that you constantly have to save each other from yourselves, y'all have to acknowledge that the relationship is built off y'all toxic behavior. Like, like decide like what is our friendship like we got another listener letter mm-hmm. something about that don't we we do have another listener letter so again shout out to y'all I really appreciate y'all always writing us letters and about all these different topics right like some of them are self care some of them about these niggas I mean one of my favorite topics um and some of them are a little bit deeper than that so I really appreciate them so this listener letter um I'm just gonna give you a brief summary but basically, our listener was saying that they would travel with a homegirl and on most of their traveling experiences, they would almost get into it, like almost get into fights. What and do you mean fights? Right, that's almost like, what do you mean? Like, you get, you go down to town with people you fight with. Um, that doesn't make any sense, right? And so our listener explained that like her and her friend would usually you know talk shit which I could identify with because I definitely talk shit with people I care about and so our listener would often talk shit with their friend and when they would go out of town like the shit talking would be on like a thousand it would end up some like almost scrapping one incident the listener mentioned was that she almost punched her friend because the girl tried to jab her from behind. And then in another incident, um, that like a song. Ooh, she said, right? She said that she missed that she missed her favorite artist, Rihanna, walking into an event because she was scrapping with her friend. What is this? Oh, slap boxing. Yes. You know, when they'd be like this. So, no, I don't, it's just our listener. Go ahead. Right, right. That's not a, that's not fun. So it took our listener to come to a sober moment and realize that they should not be fighting with their friends. Our listener also mentioned other shady moments that happened when they were drinking, when guys would be around, like the opposite sex. So, um, ooh, it's just... Too many chances, it seems like. So our listener has to really evaluate because they mentioned the nostalgia and the good times they have versus the disrespect. So that's a good and the listener place. has to get rid of it. So that's like a good place yeah. to like settle. Like, okay, so what do you, how do you like draw the line? Like for one, like, I ain't never had to fight none of my friends ever we ain't got no none of us had that kind of relationship had there been times where it's like yeah i don't want to be around you getting on my nerves yes absolutely but like not we never came to no blows but um i don't know it's just what kind of like i can't hang around nobody that make me feel that uncomfortable you know like what do you think right yeah i agree i think um shout out to our listener for having that sobering moment to be like yeah this isn't it this isn't productive but yeah you gotta you gotta cut that off and like we were talking about earlier like focusing and being intentional and like intentional with the people you hang out with your circle especially now when again we're talking about what's essential to us right if we have like you know, like people we can be half cool with, but the other half is probably want to beat their ass. We probably don't need them in our circle. 
I mean, that's real. Like, you just really have to create, like, an honest and, like, forthright environment. Like, I'm grateful. I'm grateful, 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 grateful for, like, the diversity of my friend group and, like, the, like, the dopeness of my friend group. Like, I have such incredible friends, you know. And it's, you just got to find people that really, like, have your best interest in mind and, like, can support you and, like, really stand on their own. But, like, beware of, like, mm-hmm. people who need, co- who have codependent relationships. You know, beware of leeches. Beware of people that are jealous of you. Beware of people that have an attack. Beware of, be aware of people who have created unnatural and negative attachments with you. Like, be mm-hmm. careful of social leeches, emotional leeches, like, psychological leeches. You got that one friend that they always want to argue with you every time you talk to you, like why are you talking to me like this you know what I mean like be you know just be mindful like and be mindful of your energy you know if you don't you know your energy mm-hmm. so weird or feel south or watch what your body do when you're around them like that's a sign like let your body tell you what you needed to know you know period that's a sign that's a sign um Side note, I've been watching, um, rewatching Living Single, and it's just so dope. <laughs> it's so dope just to see, like, a genuine, um, beautiful uh, sisterhood of Black women who do different shit. I mean, and they're all inspired by different things. That's beautiful. But I just rewatched one of the episodes where she had, like, a leecher friend, Khadija. Mm-hmm. Khadija had a leecher-type friend, and Maxton liked the, uh, the leechin friend. Um, but it was a good episode. But anyway, that just made me think of that. Yeah, I just this living single is such a gem, and I'm just still on like season one. I'm like towards the end of it. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, um, oh, I used to love it. Anyway, yes, I can appreciate it now as an adult. <laughs> um, anywho, that is more wow. fucking real. Um, where we at? Oh. oh yeah, then our coping mechanisms, creativity. Oh yeah, mom. Yeah, we know where we're at. So I wanna talk to you and ask you a question. What yes, makes ma'am. you happy? Name three things that make you happy. Ooh, okay. Um yoga makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um what else man? Um you know, playing in makeup has been making me happy. Like, that's something I, like, thoroughly enjoy now. Because um, I feel like I miss it. And, um, you know what? FaceTiming with my with my people, with my friends and family makes me happy. Fried chicken. What makes me happy? I was going to tell you. <laughs> Fried chicken makes me happy. Easily, girl, readily. Um... I feel like I want to say strippers, but maybe this isn't the time. But they do. Yoga makes me happy. Music makes me really happy. Yeah, that's some of my strippers, chicken, music, yoga. Oh, that sounds like a delightful day. Oh my God, put some champagne in there. I need a nap, girl. Whew. Tuck me in at 8.30, bitch. <laughs> I'll be ready for bed. Perfect day. But no, so I'm asking you these things because like during this time, like when everything is kind of like, like a lot of external things are shut down, like our favorite like concerts, because that's my favorite escape, obviously, like, or like, you know, going out to restaurants or going exploring and different like social activities. We don't have access to that. You have to kind of sit with yourself and be creative and more um more intentional about the things that make you happy so that you can create healthy coping mechanisms so like i'm recommending like i love taking notes i love writing everything down because like i can definitely go back and see my progress and see like what i learned and like see how i put stuff in action or whatever whatever um so i want people to make like a tangible list like make a real list it could be a a note list in your phone or whatever but make a list of the things in your life that make you happy and that way you can start creating a lifestyle that nurtures those things 
But if everything that you say is like something that's super like external or super like, you know, much like an escape, you have to create like, a, you know, you got to dig deeper and find like things that really like bring you joy. That's not necessarily, you know, like a price, like flowers make me really happy. I love flowers. Oh my gosh. Send me over the moon, you know, but you know, so just seeing them along the street does something for my energy. For some people, it's water. You know, taking a really good bubble bath or like going to the beach or whatever. Like everybody got their thing that works for them. For some people, it is food. For some people, it's cooking the food. Everybody has like a different like thing in their life. But we're encouraging you to be intentional and direct about the things that make you happy so you can create more joy in your own life. and you do have to be intentional because if you just if you are like manifesting but you're not changing your schedule or your routine or you're not exposing yourself to like what you want to be I mean you're not that's not really being intentional and that's not the way to carve your way to get what you're wanting you know yeah so it's about being specific you know like you can't attract what you can't articulate you know, spelling is a spell, you know, words run down become law. Like, you know, it's always that we can articulate and put it to words in our minds or whatnot and into action in the world around us are the things that become real. So just as much as you make a grocery list to make sure you stay focused at, you know, the grocery store and don't buy up, you know, all the, the snacks or whatever, like put that same effort into like the things that make you happy especially during a time where so many things have been removed from us like so many of our comforts so it's a good time to find a new list and to be creative you know yeah you're right and like again like this is a great space to find these things that like maybe we thought that we were going to indulge with but we never did um and just other outlets to be creative so yeah, it's a it's in a space that we don't know where we'll be like how life will be the next thirty days. We can have goals towards what we want our lives to look like. I'm so happy you asked me um, what makes me happy because I really had to like sit and be like, huh, what does make me happy? Or like, what what can I like put effort into? Like, what makes me happy? Um, I will say like once it opens back up. Um, I'm looking forward to going to a pool. I really miss pool. Oh, yes. The beach. Like swimming. I really miss movies. I really like movies. Those make me happy. That's been fun. I feel like, do you think you'll always wear gloves or a mask? Um, I don't know. I think like with me owning a salon space, like I'll be like, It'll shift how I receive my clients and like the spacing between clients mm. and things like that. But I don't know if it's safe not to wear gloves. I'd be okay without it. I just like when I wear my gloves, I realize how many things I touch, and I'm like, oh, I want to change my gloves. And I'm like, no, because if I wasn't wearing gloves, I just be like, you know, I feel like it, it's some of the OCD. My I don't want to call it OCD because it's not. Like a doctor didn't say it was, but some of my tendencies, like, oh, I touched the doorknob. Oh, I touched the, the, the cart. Oh, I touched this. Like, I'm remembering. Oh, I touched my phone. And now I wipe down my phone anyways, anytime I go out. But um, I am definitely more aware. And that's good. I think we all need to acknowledge that awareness and just practice, like, safe hygiene. Right, wash your hands. Wash your hands, nigga. Stop touching everything. Keep your hands out your mouth. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. That's why we got acne. But yoga has also been great. And like we have our awesome spread out yoga. Yes. That has been helpful and really just making me come to the mat and breathe. And Lexi has been an awesome teacher. So you definitely, if you have not come through for out yoga, don't be the last to know. <laughs> don't be the last on the mat. But um, yeah, so we got a lot of changes coming up. We'll be offering um, private classes throughout the week. 
where you can, you know, have a one-on-one session where I'll have a curated 45 to an hour flow ready for you morning, noon, or night, whatever works for your schedule. And then we are anxiously waiting on Facebook to do paid lives. And once they do, we will be switching over to there to make it super easy for you to access class. Um, so you can get in on our group classes um, and we can see you guys. So we will keep you posted. But definitely make sure that you're following Purred Out Yoga um, and following the catnip so that you can stay aware of all of our like updates and whatnot. So we got plenty of things coming up soon. So stay focused. Stay focused. Yeah. Yes, stay focused. Like period, bottom line. Play to her song. I love that song, Focus. Um, <laughs> stay in tune, bit, because we have fun stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to be back with y'all with live episodes. Oh, uh, yeah. More yoga classes. Yes. I love the, I love the yoga classes. I do, too. They're so much fun. They're really a workout. Whew, y'all. It's such a good workout. If y'all can see my pre-Rona body to my post-Rona body, and don't worry, I'm not. I'm wearing nothing but crop tops for the rest of the year. You'll see it. Um, but my post-Rona body is just incredible. Thank you, y'all. Period. Period. Period, bitch. Period. Ooh, well, I already told you about a little bit what I've been binge watching. I've been looking at Living Single again. Um, I did watch Living Single, you know, like when it was, I guess it was on Fox or it wasn't on UPN, but whatever it was on, um, I re, like I watched it as a child. And so now I'm rewatching it and um, not in a scattered way. Cause you know, I feel like when they would put it on TV, it wouldn't be in the right order, you know? Mm-hmm. But now I'm watching it all, you know, in order. And it's just so good. Like, honestly, Living Single, like, it's just so good. And it's the reason why I couldn't get into Girlfriend. Like, Living Single is just, it, like, I just, I couldn't. And I know there's some diehard girlfriends. What do you think about that? I couldn't get past girlfriend's intro. My girl, mm -mm, that first (laughs) girl is like, turn it off. Turn the whole TV off. Fuck it. I'm going to read a book. And if I ever made it to the end of the theme song and she hit me with the girl, fuck it. I can't do it. I tried. I gave it 30 seconds. I can't do this shit. I mean, I didn't identify with it. Like, they were all skinny, like, West Coast girls. Like, I don't know anybody that was that skinny. Like, their clothes were, like, too L.A. for me. I ain't never seen nobody eating sushi at that point. Like, it just, it didn't match my time. And I'm sure there were people who could identify with it because it matched theirs. But, like, like you said, I already had living singles. So, it was, like, I wasn't in the market for a new, like, group black woman show shout out to you know the cast there's still really good people in real life though right I agree with that you know yeah like thank you for you know it, the culture needed it it just like if it wasn't going to match the quality of living single or like more then it wasn't gonna and I think they, just, I think that was the goal is for them to not be living single like that was big shoes to fill. Like Queen Latifah has big shoes to fill. Right. So right. it just wasn't, it, it shouldn't have been, it, my thing is this y'all, it's not a competition. And just because you don't prefer True. one over the other, it doesn't invalidate either one of them. Cause both of them were necessary in creating spaces like Insecure, which created space for the catnip. So it's like big ups to every single one of them we are as famous as you guys, but you know, it's yeah. time. And it so, be. dead ass. So, like, I get the shit. They needed that shit because, like, you know, now look at us. We sushi eating, you know, business owning. You know, we the, we the combination right. of both of them, you know. So, it's yeah. all good. I needed Khadijah. I just didn't identify with the girls on, I just didn't identify. And that's cool. That's okay. Like, as black women, I think it's we have to give ourselves the freedom to say, I identify with like Daenerys Targaryen more than I identify with like 
you know, Joan from from uh right. or whatever. Like it's okay. You get to pick what you fuck with and what resonates with you. I just know like with me I'm kinda like a sci fi geek, so I can get into motherfucking like I was more entertained by Game of Thrones than I was by like a lot of other shit, you know? So everybody had their bag, you know. You just gotta figure out what's inside of your bag, what makes you happy, like we just talked about. Right. And like, you know, we can and like you said, it's like who you can benefit from and we were able to get, you know, just two black girl shows in real life. You know, we don't have the vast comparison like um white folks that have like a gossip girl then like ten other shows about them on mm-hmm. uh UPN and all the other good ones. But yeah, I I just really appreciate like Brazy. Like I felt like I loved Brazy for her booziness. I love Max for her wit and her um like her being a lawyer. Tiny and love. Girl, I was Yes, and then I and then I appreciate how like silly and like lost and Claire is. <laughs> it could be like I I love them all. Yeah. So let's see, what else have you been binge watching? Well, okay. So one of my escapes, y'all, is like I love sci-fi shit. So I definitely like binge watched the last season of Game of Thrones just because like I just I was missing something, you know, and this would have been like, you know, right around the time Game of Thrones would have been on, like before they ruined the whole show. And I was just like, you know, I just want to sit back and fucking see it again. I just want to watch it. I know how awful it is. I don't have the anxiety or like the panic attacks this time. So I can watch it from an objective perspective this time. Because, like, you know, the last time it was, like, the premieres, I was doing a lot of Adderall. I was very invested into every episode. You know, that shit was gift to be, like, the episode where Arya killed the motherfucking, like, when Arya killed the Night King, I blacked out for four minutes. I woke up. <sighs> like, I, I can, I'm experiencing the same chest pains that I had when I watched the episode for the first time. That shit took me smooth the fuck out. I don't ever want to feel like that as an adult. But I watched it again. You know, I conquered that fear. And it was a really good fucking show. I really enjoyed that show. The dork in me just squealed with all of the CGI effects. Like, like how long they made the episodes. Like, I know it ended up kind of being a shit show. And you know what? Technically, it wasn't. When I watched it the last time, like... It wasn't, like, a terrible shit show. It just wasn't what I wanted to see. And I have to become detached with my television experiences where it's like, let them be animated characters. These aren't real people. You know, and sometimes I don't... (laughs) Sometimes I, I don't necessarily master that. So, like, it was good to be able to see it from an objective, like, cinematic, like, look at how much effort they put into these episodes, like... Look at how they did this experience and just, you know, accept it for what it was. <sighs> that is so funny because, okay, so I've been getting attached too. So, like, <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my favorite white people shows is Portlandia. And it's just like about like weird sketches in cities, but like they do stuff that like is annoying. So, like, if, if you have like a hook and you're trying to like latch the hook for like eight, for like two different, two minutes they'll just like show like the the hook like someone trying to do it and then like them failing and it's just so annoying it's something so small you know like like if you're trying to like hook i don't know like a hanger or like an earring back or something you just keep missing it it's like oh oh, why can't you and i have to be like you know what this should not be working me up it's a tv show (laughs) and i have to detach from like you know and i get their point like you know that's, that's how the show is it's trying to get you worked up I get it. <laughs> Girl, what but, um, for sci-fi like dorks, Game of Thrones is like the recipe for a panic attack. Like, because of how long the episodes were, how intense they were, how many characters there were, like, how much time you invested watching all of these episodes. Like, girl. I thought Aria was gonna die and I almost started crying. 
Huh, I kept worrying about like who was gonna come out the crib. Like I had so many worst case scenarios of what was gonna happen on this fucking animated show. So it was just Aww. funny to go back and watch it and be like, girl, you were very invested. And I remember my mama like talking to me one time because I was kind of like, you know, having like a, I was, I was down a Game of Thrones rabbit hole or whatever. And she looked at me, she was like, baby, I don't feel like we're watching the same show. I really, this, this is a problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> is this why you still single? You you putting too much energy into this, baby. You, you need to go out and make some friends. Like she was really, I think she called me a dork. She was really worried about how invested I was. And in retrospect, I was balls deep in this shit. Balls I was balls deep. That's a good one. Sid, do you remember us riding back from Miami? And I was like watching the episode. You were like, Lexi, you're really loud. You're really loud. But it was like one of the biggest like last battles of the show. So it was like super CGI packed. It was like dragons flying over a burning castle and two brothers that fight into the death and one of the brothers is a super strange zombie and the other one is afraid of fire but it's secretly his religion and oh my god girl right and it was just all on these staircases that was slowly crumbling because the dragon is burning down the city huh and the queen is just going mad and we knew this was gonna happen but uh, nobody prevented this and like oh my god just a siege and look at the kid oh my god oh my god i'm getting worked up again i'm sorry it's okay no i, I need to agree uh, i'm sorry no, it's okay <laughs> I remember. No, I I'm revisiting. I'm just revisiting a memory. This isn't real anymore. I've developed that phrase yes. to help talk myself out of like re-experiencing bad memories. It's like you know what? I'm just visiting a memory. This isn't real. I don't have to feel these feelings anymore. They're not real. Game of Thrones is not real. Girl, I'm okay. And, and this is what we mean by detachment. <laughs> this is what we mean. <laughs> Taking a step back. This isn't real. I remember when I was watching Game of Thrones and my homeboy came to visit me and I was upstairs losing my shit, girl. I was wheezing. I wasn't blinking. Like, I couldn't catch my breath because, like, I thought everybody was going to die. Oh, my God. I'm trying not to go and revisit this memory. But my friend walked You're good. Come back. I know it's real. (laughs) My friend was like, bitch. My homeboy was like, bitch, pause this shit. Catch your breath. This isn't a real. What the fuck are you up here doing? Like, he was so disappointed. (laughs) Because I was up there losing it. Ah, so it was just good. Like that was a really fun time. Game of Thrones was a really good part of my life. So I would be telling my kids that you know I was part Dothraki or other lies that I've made up from yeah. watching that show. So And like I hope y'all are staying as entertained as we are as we go back through our favorite T V shows and like, you know, the shows that do get us worked up. Like there are those shows and those movies. So I hope while you are focusing on what truly brings you happiness that like you get to tune in on like you know something that you can rewatch. Yeah. and please do share them with us because I mean live, thank goodness living single five seasons but I do have a list already I want to watch Rick and Morty I'm going to give it another oh, chance yes. and Steve Universe I'm going to dive in <laughs> I'm going to dive into all the cartoon yes. stuff after I get my feel of uh, you know Ooh, you know, Max and Kyle and ooh, Overton and uh, Sinclair and all them good people. So, yes, girl. so yeah. Love those imaginary characters. It's all so much fun. I love them. Oh, well, listen, we love you guys and we want you guys to stay focused and stay productive and stay grounded and continuing to blossom in your journey. Like, no two days are the same. No two experiences are like you get to make new decisions, you know, with new information. So stay tuned. Fuck with us. We are giving you guys the keys to life. So listen to us on everything. You have no excuse. We are available on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Google Play, um, Player FM, my fucking 
I don't know, a bunch of other shit. Figure it out. You know, just Google uh, catnips, um, C-A-T-N-I-P-Z as in And where can you find us online? Yes, you can find us uh, online on Instagram, the catnips with a Z at the end, Z as in (laughs) Also, you can find us on our website, catnipspodcast.com shout out to our store shout out to us like yes. we just have and create so many dope you know opportunities yes. so I'm really excited yes 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 we got plenty of surprises coming in May um we got some really cool things that we got cooking up for you now we have to reschedule our paint party so give us some grace give us some love we're gonna figure it out um and it's coming up shortly so We look forward to giving you guys more dope experiences, but stay tuned, stay connected, stay healthy, stay intentional, and have a good day. Cat ladies out. Wow. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.